You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 136. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach, Kristen Morrison. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering Prosperous Pet Business Podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 136. Hi, pet business owners. I am so glad you're here today listening to this. This is a very intimate session with a dog boarder named Kristen. (laughs) Same name as me, spelled a little bit differently. So Kristen has a business that is, like I said, she boards dogs in her home. She is going through a divorce. She has three sons and she really needs to begin to earn more in her business because up until now, her husband has been supporting her. And like I said, they are going through a divorce. So she is not only needing to really begin to grow her business financially and explore how to do that. She's unclear how to do that, especially because she does have three kids as well, which in and of itself is more than a full-time job. But she also hasn't had to get clear about her numbers. And when I ask her how much she's making or how much she needs to make, she doesn't know the answer to that. That is true for a lot of business owners, maybe even you. But as you'll hear in this episode, there is immense power in being able to really get clear about how much is coming in, how much is going out, what the monthly nut is. You'll hear us talking about that, how to set goals, and why data collection is so important, especially when it comes to breaking that glass ceiling, which can sometimes keep us all stuck, regardless of if we're men, women, whatever. Being a business owner, oftentimes we can get behind that glass ceiling and it can be hard to move beyond it. And so data collection, setting goals can be a part of that, tracking numbers. And so we discuss this. We also discuss something that a lot of people go through in relationships that are challenging, which is 
Kristen discusses honestly and openly and vulnerably, which I'm very grateful for, how challenging it was to be with her soon-to-be ex-husband, how he belittled her, put her down. You know, there were like small cuts every day in terms of the verbal putting downs. And that really wore on her self-esteem. It has created this mindset that maybe she can't go beyond what she's done before. And so we talk about how she can begin to strengthen her inner reserves, that wise part of herself that needs to be strengthened in order to begin to move through her life and to run her business in a way that will actually support these goals that she has, which is being able to continue running her business even after her divorce. So you will hear about that. You will hear about some other things that we discuss in this episode. I invite you into my coaching session with Kristen. Here we go. Hello. So nice to meet you face to face. Oh, voice to voice. So, you ready to dive in? I am. Okay. So, I often have no idea where we're going, which is a good thing because we're taking I operate a leap. that way a lot. Yeah. Yeah, most business owners do. And so, <laughs> I know that you wrote to me applying to be on the podcast. I don't recall what it was about, and I purposefully kind of don't remember so that I can be totally fresh and clear um, and not have come up with an answer prior because you are a different business owner than I am and different from other business owners I've coached. So here I am ready to help. Well, I really appreciate that model. Yes, everyone is unique. So um, I basically wrote to you that for about nine years, I've had a part-time, mainly dog boarding business where I bring the dogs into my home. And um, it's been supplemental income because my husband was the sole provider, the main breadwinner. So I didn't need to crunch numbers. The money that I made was like extra money if I wanted to you know, do something special for myself or mainly for my three boys. And um, I'm now in the process of getting divorced. So all of that has changed. This is what I've done for nine years. This is wow. what I know how to do. This is what I love. I can't imagine doing anything else. I love being my own boss. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I'm, there have been a few times where I'm like, oh, this is a lot of boarding. But When I look back over these many years, for the most part, I've never really been burned out from Mm -hmm. taking care of animals because um, it's just, it's my passion. Mm -hmm. So I just need to figure out how to make it work. Um, So a lot of what I'm doing right now is I feel like putting out fires um, Uh because I'm kind of working backwards. I actually started listening to your book, 30 Days to, um, I don't remember the exact title, but start and uh, grow. Yes. Uh-huh. And I started listening to that, um, yesterday, even though it's been in my, um, in my library on audible for quite a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be one example of how I'm like putting out fires. Oh, I need yeah. to prepare for this. Uh-huh. Um, 
So, like, as I went through that, you know, maybe I got halfway through the book and I'm like, oh, well, I've done this and this and this. And then there's, you know, all these things that I haven't done that should already be done. And Mm -hmm. I I guess what I'd like you to help me with today is what are the the fires that I need to put out most immediately? Okay, great. Then work backwards from from there, I guess. That's a great question. So tell me about the fires you're putting out. Um, so each year I've probably made, uh, and this would be after business deductions because this business has largely served as a tax deduction since mm-hmm. it's happening, you know, out of my home, um, between 10 and $16,000. Like that's what I, you know, had to, you know, play with or use for my yep. kids, not taking into account like any of the bills. My mm-hmm. husband took care of all of that. So... <laughs> while I do have child support and alimony, I need to make a lot more than that. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I would like to get to the point and I don't have a specific time frame where mm-hmm. if he dropped off the face of the earth, I could still sustain our lifestyle and, you know, take care of my kids and myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is that number? It's important to get clear on at least a starting point of what you're looking at in terms of the number after expenses that you would need to be bringing in. So you're talking about like a net profit? I am. Because gross. I don't, I don't gross, have that number. Yeah. yeah okay. For you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to give you some homework today. Okay. So this isn't just you having a conversation with me. It's you putting what we talk about into action because in that way, it's really going to help you. It's not just going to yes. be like us talking and then you go about your business and things stay the, the way they are. What you're going to be doing, hopefully, yes. yeah, is taking action. action. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to be a little kick in the butt for you to okay. take action. So one of the action steps I want you to do is to really get clear about not only your business expenses and how much you need to be bringing in in order to cover your business expenses, but how much you need to bring in to cover your personal expenses. Okay. So those are two distinctly different items. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the reason why you need to look at both of those is because they both matter to you, especially Mm -hmm. now you're going through a divorce. Your husband used to take care of a lot of these expenses. And now you are going to be self-supporting through your own contributions, right? It's powerful, Mm -hmm. actually. There's a lot of empowerment there. So, so but, true. The, but the first step really is for you to get clear on, okay, if I want to set a goal, how much do I need to actually bring in? Yeah. So, so that it could be that we could kind of play around with a number, but what would be really helpful would be for you to go through your prior business expenses because you probably kept track of those. You may or may not have kept track of your personal expenses. Is Have you? I have a ballpark figure because for the purposes of divorce, that yeah. all has to be okay. itemized to the best of my ability. So I, I have an idea of you know how much money I need just to run the household, yep. which is also where I run the business. Sure. And then I do 
like my I've I've done taxes for quite a few years, mm-hmm. but they're very simple. Just yes. like this is how much I've you know made each month, uh-huh. and then these are like the main expenses, um, like the business insurance. Um, that's a big expense, yeah. and then. Um, like I didn't even have gas for the longest time because it was just boarding. So uh, maybe cleaning supplies, laundry supplies, uh-huh. just little things like that. Yeah. Uh, but then as I've expanded with pet sitting and dog walking, then there are more expenses that I'm now keeping track of, but don't have the, you know, didn't have those for the majority of the life of this business. Okay, great. So you don't really have those numbers of how much am I spending on gas, auto expenses are also a part of that. If you have Mm -hmm. a work vehicle or a vehicle you're using for work and typically Mm -hmm. you get to itemize and deduct either gas and expenses or mileage. And for Mm -hmm. a lot of pet sitters and dog walkers, mileage tends to be a better deal. (laughs) If you're driving around a lot, you can often write write off a lot more because there's a hefty portion for mileage per, you know, amount per mile. Well, it's encompassing of what your gas, although the current figure, I don't think yeah. really reflects no, <laughs> the, it, the current gas prices, but that's it's supposed true. to yeah, encompass um, wear and tear of your vehicle. Absolutely. Well. That's right. So what I want you to do, if you're not doing it already, is to really begin to track your mileage how much you're spending. You can do it very old school and just get like a little mileage book that you have in your glove compartment. There's apps out there, you know, mileage tracker Mm -hmm. would be one of them. There are a number of them that you can do. And when you, if you're picking an app, I really want you to look at the reviews because Mm -hmm. you want it to be updated on a regular basis. This is something that you will learn how to use and depend on. And so Mm -hmm. you want it to have longevity, not just like having been in the past, but in the future for your future Mm -hmm. business use. So, and the reviews are going to be really important. Are they updating the app on a regular basis? You know, a lot of reviews for apps, if they're not updating, you will hear complaints, you know, you'll read those complaints and reviews. So that's important to note. Yeah. And so also what I want you to do is to really keep track going forward of your personal expenses. Now that can seem really time consuming, but in reality, I mean, I can tell you I've done that for mm, about probably about over 15 years now where I keep track of all my personal and business expenses. And I do that to really create clarity about what my monthly nut is. How much do I need to bring in each month in order to cover my expenses? But not only that, to live an abundant lifestyle, which would be beyond Mm -hmm. that, right? Hopefully a lot beyond that. And so that's what you want to look at too. And that then can help you set goals. So maybe initially you look at what your monthly nut is in terms of personal and business expenses. You add both of those numbers up. That's your monthly nut. You absolutely need to bring that in. Mm-hmm. Now you also have child support, alimony. So those, you know, that's part of your income basically. Right. So you get to count that in terms mm-hmm. of what you're bringing in each month. The monthly fluctuation of the business will change, as you know, depending on holidays, you know, 
different seasonal aspects. And so that's not always a given, but what is a given typically is the amount of expenses you're going to have each month. Now, there are going to be some that are one-time fees, like usually business insurance is one of them. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's an annual fee um, that's not paid out monthly. So you want to kind of look at that as far as how much am I um, paying on that each month, even though you're paying it annually. It's, you know, if you, you want to break it down into a monthly, right. And that will probably change because business insurance, you know, the bigger you get, the more staff you hire, it mm -hmm. tends to be more also admin software tends to change yes. if you're using that, depending on how many staff members you have, or if you have staff members. And so what I would recommend doing once you have that basic amount that you need to bring in each month based on your personal and business expenses, then I want you to set a goal. Okay. Goals are powerful. When we set goals, whether it be a personal goal or a business goal, and especially when we write it down and we have it where we can see it on a daily ongoing basis, it begins to work with our, not only our conscious mind, but our subconscious mind. And then even when we're sleeping, you know, there's going to be some part of our brain that is like working this problem out, you know, like, mm -hmm. how can I create this? And so you're yes. going to have the benefit of that, like your own internal coach helping mm -hmm. you. And you're going to get ideas, you're going to get awarenesses, you're going to spot expenses that you haven't used in a year. And you're like, I don't want to keep paying this, I'm not using it. So that's something that I would like you to do. And as far as a goal goes, so you want it to be a stretch goal. So it's, it's a reach. It's like, so for, for example, let's say your monthly nut is, I'm just going to put a number out 5,000. You need to come up with 5,000 every month to cover your personal and business expenses. So what you might be looking at as a stretch goal is like, 6,500, right? So mm -hmm. maybe 1,500. And that isn't the end all be all goal. It's the first goal. Right. And it's, you know, we're going to keep, like, if I were to work with you on a regular basis, I would keep like pushing you gently but firmly to expand that goal as your business expands, as you expand. You know, we get comfortable at a certain point with a certain amount of money. And that's why they talk about the glass ceiling too, for a lot of women, it's like we bump up against the six figure and it can be really hard. Like I've worked with coaching clients who have come to me and they're like, I am at like 98,000 each year for the past three years, I cannot go forward. And for some of them, it may be the beliefs that they have about money it may be feeling guilty about money. It may, uh, you know, there's a number of different things. It may be right. that they're not doing the um, income producing activities that they need to do on a regular basis. They may be spending too much money. You know, it's kind of like a dissection of, okay, where's this breakdown occurring? But right. it often starts with a belief of what we can and can't do. So it's like the runners who years ago, there was, you know, the four minute mile and it's like, 
Nobody could run that. You know, it just wasn't right. possible. And then Until somebody one day, did. Somebody did. Yes. And then shortly thereafter, there were a number of people who were able to do it. And it's like he that person had to break the mind body barrier, you know? I and do. Yes. So that may So my my barrier is that for many, many years I had these very subtle um I don't know the right word to use. <clears throat> Instead of um, being built up by my significant other, they were little cuts. And mm-hmm. it took me 18 years to realize, oh my gosh, all these little things. I mean, it kind of like the bottom fell out at a certain point, you know, after 2020, um, yep. it was just real obvious that there was no support there and lots of belittling. Uh, oh, but yeah. that's still, you know, I'm undoing all of that now. Yes, you're unraveling it. And I want you to know that I can imagine there are people nodding their head who are listening, who are going, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I totally understand. I've worked with a number of women business owners who have gone through this, men too. You know, it's not just a woman. It's not just women. No, there's some part of you that put up with that for a really long time. Maybe there was a feeling of like, I deserve this, you know, not consciously again, but maybe subconsciously. And so when we're working with beliefs and usually beliefs come, like when there's an awareness around beliefs, it's like, okay, where did this show up when I was a kid? You know, because likely this happened when you were a kid through your early role models. And so then, you know, even that word, familial, you know, like he felt familiar when we went on our first date, right? That could have been because, oh, it's familiar, this feeling of this like subtle belittling that is kind of funny at first, but then it's kind of like a razor cut. And the more you have really done your homework. (laughs) Yes, I'm so very familiar with everything that you're saying. And um, it took me until a couple years ago to realize that my mom was the same kind of person. Yeah. And like, I didn't even see it until I realized, oh, my husband really um, is out for himself and what I can do for him. And my gosh, my mom was all for her and everybody yeah. else was kind of like, get out of the way or help me with what I need and what I want. And so of course, he was familiar. He was so familiar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, recognizing that, having all that awareness, um, and just like, how do I move forward from here? At least, mm-hmm. you know, knowing it is very it's important. powerful. Actually, it it's is. not just very important. It's absolutely crucial. Because mm-hmm. we cannot make change if we don't really realize, like, where the root is is. So this is like you pulling so out true. a crusty carrot that has been growing in the ground for like three years. It's going to be knobby and have those hairs on it. You know, if you've ever had a garden, it's like, mm-hmm. not pretty. But you know, you pull it out by the root and it's not coming back. Now, that's the first step for you. It's not like you know, it's not like a carrot, unfortunately, there's pulling it out, there's looking at it from a number of different sides. And there's really working with it and working with yourself and realizing that you 
changed your reality with deciding. The decision that you made was really supportive of this next stage of your life journey. Yes, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without, um, he was completely holding me and my kids back from ever having this be a reality. Yeah. And so, you know, I know we're talking a lot about personal and so, but the thing is, and often I'm a business coach, but I'm also a life coach. And what I find they go is hand in hand. they do like, you yes. cannot run your business without your life being there a little bit. Like it's good to have yeah. some separation, but mm-hmm. the reality is you, we bring who we are into our business and we bring our business into our life too. So that being said, when we make a shift in our personal life, we are making a shift in our business. So what is going to happen, the more awareness you have around, you know, you were mentioning like subtle put downs. So there's going to be more awareness in your personal life with friends. Like you're probably not going to put up with that or it's going to happen and you're going to like step away and then you're going to go back to that friend perhaps and say, you know what? You put me down and that didn't feel good. That hurt my feelings. Please don't do that. You know? Mm-hmm. So what can be powerful is that hurt, like saying that hurt me. Sometimes that gets in on a deeper level than you know, why did you do this? And, you know, it's like really bringing it down to the base. Your heart. Yeah, your heart. I'm holding my heart, right? You see that. Right. It's like, yeah. Ow. Well, that's something I learned in yoga teacher training, which really was the beginning of the journey to realizing um, I need to take a different path. And yes. the soon-to-be ex is not part of it. Yeah, but yeah. Part of that was to drop down these ideas, drop them down from like a place of anger or frustration and drop it down to your heart. And then what do you discover? That's right. And so the thing is, is that we can point the finger at the other person forever and nothing changes. Like you did Mm -hmm. this, you did this, you did this, but the power lies and it, it happened with you. You were like, you came back to yourself. Like, what do I need? Like you could have stayed in that anger blender for a long time, right? If the total focus was on your ex-husband, right? Or your husband at the time, it's like, you are a jerk, you know, (laughs) I'm just making that up. I don't know, you know, but it's like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, here's the thing you came to yourself and you were like, this doesn't work for me. So you took the focus off him and what he was doing to you. And you put the focus on what you were doing to you by staying. Yes. I uh, was not able to make so many decisions um, that I wanted to make that I wanted to be able to move forward, not just in business, but so, you know, so many other areas of my personal life. And the longer I stayed with him, um, the less ability I had to do those things. Exactly. 
And so going back to how personal affects business. So there are going to be clients out there who may subtly put you down or ask you to do things that are going against your boundaries. Like, oh, can you pick me up some cat food? You know, I forgot to get it, you know, and you go, you know, I can, but I'll have to charge you for it. Here's my fee. I thought you might be going there um, in that direction. And, you know, when it's not a person that that I have a personal connection with, it's so much easier to Mm -hmm. spot. Yes. It's like I have this this radar now and I'm also able to spot clients that are respectful and they're you know willing to pay the fee because they know that I have experience and they've heard from you know their friends and their neighbors what a great job I do um and it, it's easy to weed out kind of from the beginning those that aren't going to be the best fit or mutually the best fit. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm recognizing that now probably in the last two years. That's great. And often, you know, the more we recognize that after it's already happened, the more we can recognize it as it begins to happen. So when a client calls you, your spidey senses are going to be up like a brand new client, right? And they're going to be like, I went through two pet sitters in the last two months. And you're like, Okay. Really? Why, why is that? Can you tell me a little bit more about why it wasn't a good fit? Exactly. <laughs> and let them tell on themselves. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you be quiet and put the ball in their court. Exactly. And they then out themselves, right? Here's mm-hmm. the fact. Yeah. And so really for you, you've made some powerful shifts in your life very powerful shifts. And there are still more, right? Life is this process of shifting and changing and growing. And so for you now, there's like this unlimited freedom that you have. It's almost like you've been let out of a cage, like a gilded cage, It's a pretty good metaphor. It really is. Yeah. And so, but with that can come, you know, you may have moments if you haven't already had them of like, maybe even terror, like, oh man, I am like on my own, you know? So with freedom, like it's kind of like two sides of the same coin, like excitement and exhilaration and fear, you know, or terror, Right. And if um, I, I see it yeah. more as anxiety, but really that's based in fear. And yeah. I'll have to get myself in check. Like this isn't serving me to have this wound up anxious mm-hmm. feeling. And so what I do, you know, and you've talked, you talked about this in the book that I have been listening to is um, taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I, um, I have to go to a yoga class at least twice a week. That's Mm -hmm. like right up there with breathing and eating and sleeping. And if I can do more or at times I might need to do more, um, I need to recognize that, but that's like the bottom line. Yeah. That's baseline. Things really fall apart, you know, mentally Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. And it's going to be different things for different people. And maybe even at different stages of your life, it's going to be different. So there may be a time where you 
need to integrate journal writing. You know, maybe you're doing some deep internal work. And so that Mm -hmm. may be as crucial as breathing to kind of process with yourself Mm -hmm. around things that are coming up, changes that you're creating in your life and your business. And so I love that you're clear about how yoga twice a week is kind of like bottom of the food chain, right? It's like, it's like the basic common denominator for you to have some sense of well-being. Yes. Yeah. And it really, really matters. And what's really great about um, integrating dog walking into what used to be boarding with kind of optional walking, because I would, you know, tell the clients, um, the dogs play together, but if they're not playing, they might need to walk. So it wasn't that I was definitely doing dog walks every day. Um, but now I am doing them so much more regularly and I find myself kind of in a state of flow, you know, we're in this rhythm Mm -hmm. and it helps me, um, just process a lot of of things. Yeah. So, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of a two for one. I'm making money and (laughs) it's got the creative juices flowing as well, or just figuring things out. Yes. And they've actually done studies on this. If you've read the book flow, um, it's a really I'm familiar with it. It's um, a it's a wonderful book. So he talks and he's got a really long last name. It's like C Z something. It's like Mikhail something, but his last name is very very long, like about mm-hmm. twenty letters. <laughs> and um, he talks a lot about how movement can create flow, and it's for me it's been like regular movement. So. I used to go on a hike every day. That was my thing, you know, and I would not take my phone. I would just walk in the woods near my home. Now what I do is I ride my Peloton bike, okay? I still walk. I do a lot of walking. But what I do, like, for kind of first thing in the morning is I get on that Peloton bike and I ride. And it, it kind of clears the cobwebs out of my mm-hmm. mind that maybe were there during the night, <laughs> maybe left over from the night before the day before. And, and then I'm fresh and clear. And it's something that I do on a regular ongoing basis. So that's what I think is happening for you. It's like your body and your brain and your spirit know, okay, this is a creative time. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're getting paid for it. Yes, you're helping somebody out and you're also helping yourself. What a great solution. Yes. It's fantastic. So that's something that I'm doing right. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, I did. I, I kind of made like uh-huh. a, a list of, you know, four to six things that I feel I'm doing right at this point. And ah. then there's a little bit more of what I'm falling short on. Okay. Do you want to talk about another one of those? Would that be helpful for you? Um, I mean, I'm just letting you know they're here if we um, okay. move in that direction. You bet. Okay, great. Um, but going back to putting out fires. So what's another fire that you've had to put out? And this would be something that has really kind of weighed you down or impacted your anxiety, perhaps. Because mm-hmm. fi- putting out fires can do that. So I... I think the um, biggest thing that I just really need to, 
set aside the time and do it. I have clients at like four different rates because um, I didn't raise my, my rates for about seven years. Mm-hmm. So I was at $30 a night for boarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and this area that I live in has really grown. I actually looked up um, just today the median um, income level as of 2020. That was the most uh, recent mm-hmm data I could find is over $100,000 per year. And that grew um, 11.7% from 2019 to 2020. And the the area is just growing. So Uh I'm in an area that has money and more people are coming in and needing these services. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, um, I mean, I'm like the really small business person because I can only fit so many, you know, dogs yeah. in my house. I do employ my 18-year-old son from time to time, but mm-hmm. it, I don't even have like enough work for him to steadily do. Um, when I when I try to compare like other really small businesses, I'm not even able to find them. Like I know I, mm-hmm. they're like me, they don't have a website, but I know they're out there. So mm-hmm. looking at more of like the bigger ones that actually yeah. have a website or a page, like it's very common median for $50 a night to, you know, for boarding to be at $50 a night. And then some of them are even be a, a you know, a bond, oh, tongue tied okay. beyond okay. that. Uh-huh. Um, so people that are coming in new, they're paying $40 a night, which I feel pretty good about. Like that's the baseline for a dog that, you know, doesn't have anxiety or eating issues or, you know, is not a puppy. And then Mm -hmm. I will like a puppy that's $48. Um, and until they're, you know, not having accidents and they don't need kind of looked after like a toddler all the Mm -hmm. time, then, you know, it might be till they're three years old that they're at puppy rate. Um, so, you know, I feel pretty good about that, but I do think that I, could take it up to 50 and probably some people would, you know, then say, Oh, maybe not. Cause well, still right now, yeah. every person that I send out a letter to that's uh-huh. interested, they're booking something. Yeah. So that kind of so, lets me know uh-huh. rates are still too low. They are too low. I can tell you that right now. And I don't even mm-hmm. know where you're located and I can Fort tell Mill, you South Carolina. Okay. So like you said, a lot of people are moving, um, especially to areas where you are right now. Where it's warm. Yeah, exactly. And so because of that, I would imagine that median price is, or um, income level is, you know, maybe even 110, maybe even 120 now, you know, at almost 2023 here. So... What I would recommend, here's another action step I'm going to give you. Okay. Okay. So I want you to make a spreadsheet of your competitors. And I realize that some of your competitors that are very similar to you, they're small, they don't have websites. They're not going to have rate information because they don't have a Mm -hmm. website. Don't worry about that at all. This Mm -hmm. is really you looking at people in your area or even surrounding areas that have similar income levels. But, you know, again, it would be like a town directly next to the town that you Mm -hmm. live in, right? We're not talking about like another state or a few towns over. Like, we really want it to be accurate for where you're located. So I want you to create a spreadsheet of 
the amounts that people are charging for the same type of services that you offer. Uh-huh. And what a lot of dog boarders, pet sitters, dog walkers do is they have like an all-inclusive rate. And that includes medication. That includes two dogs from the same household. And you got to get away from that because it's more work, more energy. If they have a lot of plants that need watering, that needs to be more expensive. So you may or may not find that information on different sites, but if you do, it needs to go on the spreadsheet. Like what's their Uh additional dog rate? You know, what's their rate for one dog or one cat for pet sitting visits and then each additional animal? What's their medication rate? And also Uh not only like amount of animals, medication, things like that, but time amounts. So for let's say boarding, is that a 24 hour period? Is that, you know, if people are doing, and you can kind of compare to overnight pet sitting in clients' homes Uh too. So are people, even though you don't do that, is that a 12-hour period of time and then they add an amount for a midday visit? Because you're offering a lot more than that. You are offering 24-hour care. I mean, granted, you probably come in and out, and but still, you're probably there a lot in your home. I tell people um, I'm usually not gone for more than four hours and my adult son lives here. So, you know, there's at most times there's someone in the house, whether they're directly, you know, paying attention to the dogs or not. So I'm I'm pretty clear on, you know, what they're, uh, what they're getting and to, to comment on all of your extras. So I've, I've done this research, but it's been real sloppy. I don't have a spreadsheet. I have yeah. like various pages in my journal that, you know, I've gotten through three people and that, you know, three yeah. businesses and then, oh, I really need to get back on that. So yes, I do need to do it properly. Um, but in, in all that research, I found that um, the websites where there's this $2 charge for this. And like, you just read it all and it's so overwhelming. Like, well, what is my end charge going to be? And then I've even looked at so many reviews of these companies and customers say, I hate being nickeled and dimed for everything. Can I just have one price? And I agree with that philosophy more than all these add-ons. Got it. So So I try to do that. It's yeah. simpler too for me. It is, it is simpler. Um, however, especially if you end up hiring people down the road, mm-hmm. which you might want to do, you're going to have to yes. pay them extra. And so you're setting a precedent now. And also this comes back to like self-worth and your mm-hmm. time and energy. So what a lot of pet sitters, dog walkers, dog trainers do is they go, I don't want to nickel and dime people. Like I hear that come up a lot, but what's, it's kind of like a cloak and what's underneath that is I'm afraid to charge what my time and energy are worth. I'm afraid they're going to be upset at me. I'm afraid they're going to write bad reviews and say I nickel and dime them. But the reality, and you know, what I would recommend when you have a website and when you have a pricing and services page is that you don't list like all the extras because that is overwhelming for people. Mm -hmm. What I would recommend saying is we do charge a slight additional uh, rate for medication, additional animals, um, whatever might else, you know, extra plant watering. Um, 
we'll talk to you about that in the initial phone call or meet and greet, mm-hmm. something like that. So that it's not like a deer in the headlights, you know, your clients don't go, Oh my God, this is overwhelming. And you can also quote them a price, you know, when you collect all the information during the initial phone call. Can I tell you um, what I do for sits and walks? Because yep. it's a different pricing than um, boarding. Yeah. And just I so charge- you know, we have, we have two minutes left. So okay. yeah. Um, I, char- I charge a dollar a minute and okay. um, I, discounted that uh, if it's one one visit in a day it's going to be 30 minutes no matter what and um people have been okay with that mm-hmm. for the most part and i feel pretty good about it like if okay. you want me to water your plants you want me to walk the dogs feed them yeah. it's all a dollar a minute and i have um in the software i hit a, a button when i get there so it uh-huh. starts timing i hit a button when I, so it's really Fantastic. easy to figure out the billing for that great and that's fine um so then you might not know though when you until you do your first visit right how long something's going to take mm-hmm. so for example somebody has a lot of plants And you realize, wow, this takes actually 15 or 20 minutes to water all these potted plants outside. Mm -hmm. And so what you would then say is, I don't, you know, what I usually do is charge a dollar a minute for each additional add-on. I don't know how long this is going to take. I can either charge you a base rate now or I can time it. It's up to you. I mean, that's one thing you might want to do is kind of eyeball it and figure it out. But I would recommend that you do have additional fees, even if they're not on your site, even if they're alluded to in in your copy on your pricing and services page, because you're leaving money on the table. And I am not somebody who likes to nickel and dime people, I will tell you that. But I am someone who wants to get paid what my time is worth. And I also want the people I work with to get paid what their time and energy are worth. And this, you know, not doing this is some, is one of the ways that pet business owners and all kinds of business owners really begin to devalue themselves. It's like one of those subtle, it's the subtle cut, right? Going back to what you spoke about initially. Mm-hmm. it's like right at the beginning, like when we get a paper cut, we don't feel it in the very moment, but then afterwards it hurts. This is that. It's one of those ways that we begin to not value our time and our energy and our service, what we're actually giving to clients. There are only so many hours in a day. That's true. Everybody and, gets the same 24. Yeah. And so if you're taking 40 minutes for one client and 20 minutes for another, and it's a lot more energy also for the 40 minute, and they're being charged the same amount, there's going to be resentment eventually, understandably, on your end, but it's really going to be your fault. Like you're going to have your you know, you may be resentful at the client, but really you're the one who's charging what your time and energy are worth. So I would do your best if you can to kind of let that go about the nickel and diming. 
that may just be an old story that's not really true. Okay. Yeah, just not like you have to do it. Like you get to choose how you run your business. I can tell you what has worked for me and what has worked for a lot of people that I've worked with. But, you know, you get to tune into yourself and see, does this actually work for me? And how do I feel about that? And is this something that is one of those subtle ways that I don't value myself because I'm not charging what my energy and time are worth? So when we're talking about not valuing myself, I think that would apply a lot more to the boarding situation because while I do charge for some extras, there's a lot of things that I let slide that mm -hmm. I, I, I do kind of feel that resentment like, wow, this dog is super complicated to feed yeah. and it's taking me this much extra yeah. time and I really should be charging for it. Like if I really pay attention, you know, I see what those things are. Good. But I feel like um, since I've just added the, uh, in-home sits at other people's homes and the walking within the last two years. And, you know, I've done all this unraveling and empowering empowerment um, work yeah. that a dollar a minute is really simplifying it. And nobody's complained about it. And Great. Um, I mean, I'll even say like, you know, some days your dog really could use, like if I'm walking two dogs, this dog could use an extra 15 minutes and she's mm -hmm. going to be in a much better place. Like, is it okay if I make that judgment call day to day? And I've had no one say, oh, right. well, I need to keep it. Yeah, so, yeah. And then like, yeah, I'm like, well, let me just add another, you know, $17 onto that. Yeah. And I feel good, good about it. That's great. So it is okay if you've taken on a client and you realize it's going to be more energy or the pets are going to need more than you initially quoted or determined, or maybe the client said, oh, they're fine with a 15 minute walk. And then you realize, you know what, they're really not fine. Like, especially because the owner's not there. So and probably the sooner I recognize it yep, and address it, the you better need to do that it is absolutely right away. It doing mm -hmm. it in like four to six weeks is not a good time frame. Yeah, actually, right. like doing one visit and then reaching out to that client and saying, mm -hmm. you know what, here's what I discovered. So what you could say is, you know, I quoted you a certain price. I will do that for this visit time, you know, for these amount of visits that, you know, I already agreed to. But after that, like when you call me again for pet sitting, I am going to need to charge this because I really do need to give the dog what it needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like we were talking about how things change. I know you need to go animals needs change too. Like as dogs, oh. you know, I've had this one client for two years and the one dog is like 14. Well, yeah. they're having a much harder time walking and the walks are taking longer to get the same, you know, yes, distance. that's right. That's right. So things do change mm -hmm. and you've changed, right? Yes. So it's a good way to bring it full circle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it was absolutely wonderful working with you. Likewise, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I have a lot of action um, bullet points here that I've written down to Wonderful. help me along the way. I'm glad. And I recommend that you put them where you can see them and not just keep them in a notebook. Okay. So that they're there calling for you, calling for your attention, helping you to create some change here. I agree. I will yeah. do that. Okay, great. Wonderful to work with you, Kristen. Thank you so much, Kristen. You're welcome. Bye.
Bye. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you got a lot from that session. I want to thank Kristen so much for being so open and vulnerable in this session. I can perhaps imagine that it has cracked some of you open in terms of looking at maybe your own relationships or prior relationships in terms of looking at your mindset and what you can do differently in order to create more financial abundance in your business and in your life. So if you would like to find out more about how to work with me on the podcast or set up a private coaching session, you can go to the show notes page to apply to be coached on the podcast or find out more about what it might be like to work with me. And that show notes page is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 136. That's the number 136. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 136. Also, I wanted to let you know that I have some really wonderful webinars and workshops happening. So you can go to the show notes page to find out more about those. They are low cost and they are there to help you thrive. Take good care. Bye. Did you know that in addition to coaching pet business owners on this podcast, Kristen Morrison also offers private one-on-one business and life coaching sessions, as well as group online classes. Kristen's rapid fire private coaching sessions will help you get the answers to your most important business and life questions. Rapid fire sessions are 25 or 50 minutes. If you have one or two specific questions or business issues, this is a fast way to get you pointed in the right direction. Kristen also offers best year yet coaching to help you create an empowering roadmap of 10 business or life goals for the next 12 months. You'll learn how to set powerful monthly and weekly action steps to keep you on track to accomplish even your biggest goals. You can start best year yet coaching at any time of the year. The Best Year Yet Starter Package includes a two-hour private coaching session with Kristen and goal-setting and tracking software to help you stay on top of your goals all year long. Or if you'd like to book a vacation and experience a day of private coaching, you can take your business and life to the next level with an immersive coaching experience when you book a VIP coaching day with Kristen Morrison in either California or Hawaii. When you book a VIP coaching day, you'll receive customized business and life coaching with Kristen as your guide. You'll also learn what you need to find and hire great staff or attract profitable clients or customers or both. With a VIP coaching day, you'll receive a full day of customized coaching to help you get unstuck in your business and your life, plus a lot more. If you'd like to spend a full day with Kristen and learn how to leap over your roadblocks and create systems and strategies that enable you to work on your business instead of in your business, the VIP coaching day is for you. In addition to private coaching, Kristen teaches live webinars and online workshops. These classes enable you to watch, listen, and learn from wherever you're at in the world. If you're not able to attend the live class date, simply sign up and you'll automatically receive the recording the day after the class. New webinars and workshops are added to the website monthly. The VIP coaching days, private coaching sessions, and monthly group classes give you many options to take your business and life to a new level of growth, satisfaction, and profitability. To find out more, go to prosperouspetbusiness.com 
prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow. That's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow. Or go to this episode's show notes page to find out more about Kristen's private coaching and online classes to begin transforming your pet business or personal life right now. To find out more, go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.